Hello, guys. How's it going? How are we emotionally ready to get through this? I don't know, because I'm I'm <laughs> honestly not. I'm yeah, not. Put that well. brave face like Ellie. <laughs> so yeah. we just finished watching the third episode of HBO's The Last of Us. So we're going to talk about whether, you know, should you out there watch this show? Are you still watching? Are you watching? Are you going to keep watching? Well, you know, we'll, we'll chat about all this on this special episode of Geeks with Kids. Um, so we're not going to do, you know, our general what's good because we're going to talk about The Last of Us. We need this is all we know what's good. We know what's good. Um, so The Last of Us TV show is on HBO. It was created by Greg Mazin, who did um, Chernobyl and as well as Neil Druckmann, who co-directed and co-created um the Last of Us over at Naughty Dog. Um, before we get started, um, I know us on the pod here um, want to send condolences and love off to Annie Wershing, Wershing's uh, family. She passed away earlier today from cancer, and she originally played Tess on on the first game. And you know, she was forty five, so that was it's too young. It's tragic. She's incredibly I was not talented. For that news. No, no, like no one had. It like I, hit me in the gut. Yeah. When I saw it online, I was like, oh man, like, I, I understand. I had to Google yeah. if it was real. Yeah, same, same. I was like, no, I felt the same way when Chadwick passed away. I was like, no, yeah. What? Yeah, it How? just, yeah, it's way too young. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Like Heath Ledger, Chadwick, and Annie Wershing, it was just like, came out of nowhere. He was just like, okay, oh man. But, um, you know, her performances will live on and, you know, they, they've captured her spirit so well on the show. But we'll talk about that when we get into it. Um, so before we get into the the show, how familiar are you guys with the game? Uh, Hawk? I'm so familiar. <laughs> That's why I'm starting your second, Hawk. Hawk. <laughs> uh, I played the first one for the PS3. Three. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, when it first came out, one, one of the best stories. It was a game I just couldn't wait to finish. You mm. know, sometimes you encounter a game. It's like, I'll just, yeah, I'll finish that some other time on that. Yeah. No, this one is you had to stick it through to the end. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, and part two just surpassed all the expectations I had going into it. Yeah, Brett, well, <laughs> you're just nodding your I head. I eat, mm -hmm. sleep, and breathe The Last of Us. I agree. So I've played the first game too many times. Like, there's arguably, not, there's never not, too many times. There's, there's, uh, there's so many At different least, ways I'm to play it. I'm talking, it's like in the 20s. I agree. Um, I have the same. <laughs> then Last of Us Part Two was so good i played it once i've not picked it up to play it again it's That's hard how I got it, it's emotionally like drained that that end we, i don't want to spoil it for people who've yeah. just know, seen the tv to. show but like but. There, there are things that you do in the second game where you're like man i i question everything everything now because i uh, these stories the reason i love them is that they're they're about love it's a story about love and what mm -hmm. love will bring you to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes love and grief will drive you to do certain things. Yeah. Sometimes love and grief will drive you to do other things. Yeah. All I know is when the first game ended, I and they announced like the second one, I was like, you know what? I think the first one's a perfect game. I don't think we need a second one, but since we're getting oh. it, I'm gonna play it. I gotta be honest, I, I, I felt the same way. Yeah. And now that two happened, I also feel like, honestly, if I only ever had part one and part two. I'm perfectly fine with that. And then the HBO show, they're like, we're going to do that. So I was like, I guess I'll watch it. And the other thing is, you know, people are like, will they do a part three? Will they not? I'm like, either way, it's all 
each has been, done its own self-contained story so well mm-hmm. that they complement each other. It has a full arc, you know. Every Naughty Dog knows what the fuck they're doing. I'm yeah. sorry, but if you don't play any Naughty Dog games, they don't do anything wrong narratively. You know, like I would even argue they don't do anything wrong. But um, can't put anything too high on a pedestal. But that's how I feel about the last. It's of true. Us. You know me. I have the merch everywhere. I've read all the story, like the American stuff. Dreams and all that stuff. All the, yeah, I have the art books. I have yep. clothes. This close to getting a tattoo, like. I I almost did it when the game came out, but then everybody was doing it, so I was like, "Am I gonna be that lesbian?" Yeah. I I showed Megan the the Ellie tattoo, and she's like, "Oh, that's really nice." You should, I'm like, "She's like, do do you want to get that?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, I got a temporary one. I put it on, and my parents were like, "That looks so good on you," and I was like, "Maybe one day." But then every it's just too many people got it, so yeah. I was like, "I I, I, I saw different. I saw someone ideas, who dressed up as Ellie at a at a con, and they put it on their leg, and I was like, "Oh, that's a nice place to put it." Yeah, oh. I like when people change certain part of it. Oh, here's the thing: there's so many motifs and like quotes and stuff from mm-hmm. the game. One person switched the moth to a firefly, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good idea too." Yeah, or some people will put the her knife. Yep. Down like yeah. the middle. Or Joel's watch will be at the bottom. Oh. Or the evil eye bracelet. Yeah. Um, character I won't talk about because people don't know about <laughs> if you're listening to this and you've yeah. only watched HBO. Yeah, yeah. I the fandom is amazing. Um so for me, I have obviously yeah. played the game a billion times. I have the statues and the everything all around. I've I, I used to wear the firefly. I used to wear the firefly <laughs> necklace for a long Stop. time. I had the keychain mm-hmm. from the art book yeah, yeah. on my thing and it broke. I, I had the keychain. Like, the thing fell off. So I redid it and I put on a necklace and I used to wear it. And I was like, okay. Because he was either that or Nathan Drake's coin. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I love Naughty Dog so much. Um, I also broke the bracelet. Oh, I never. <laughs> came with the second game. So I never wore it because I was like, I just want to keep this like so this. Nice yeah. On yeah. yeah. I, I have it at Ellie's feet, uh, the base from like the statue. Oh, that's a good game. idea. I should do that. Yeah. So it's right there in front of her while she's playing the guitar. Oh, my God. She's um she's currently sitting beside a gladness um a, a cube, right oh, nice. on on all my <laughs> on my on all my uh, like on my maker area. So um I see her every time I go over there in like sand and stuff. I was like, oh yeah. Um anyway, so. Oh man, it's it's hard to 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 talk about this game because it's so it's so beautiful and you don't want to ruin it. Um, but HBO announced that they were going to do a TV show filmed up in Canada. Woo-hoo. Um, and there were there was hesitations at first because video game adaptations have not been generally good, aka Mortal Kombat, the last movie, um, <laughs> Metal Sweaters. Um, when you came into this, how how were you guys with hesitations? Like, were you were you happy that the the showrunner that was picked, Greg Mazin, and then Neil Druckmann came on to to do the show as well? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, well, it was mentioned at the top of the show, Greg Mazin did Chernobyl, um, an HBO series covering the explosion of the Chernobyl power plant in the Ukraine back in the eighties. One of the bleakest shows to watch, but also well written, well filmed. You can see his tech his technique was just flawless filming those. All location shots, like we noted in this series, everything is filmed on location. There mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be any sort of stage. Um, he captured the look and the effects, and but most of all, he captured the the writing and acting mm-hmm. so well. He got great performances out of that cast. 
when he was announced for this show, I was fully on board, especially considering like, you know, the game he, he had chosen to adapt, mm-hmm. which I got our, I say is a perfect choice, you know, for an adaptation set in the real world and that during a pandemic, it's something, you know, that there's a blueprint laid out for how to do these shows, obviously with the mm-hmm. walking dead, he comes in and adds like a totally different perspective to the, the show and life under, you know, uh, a I won't say a pandemic right now. I'll say the apocalypse. Let's just call it the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he shows you what life under the apocalypse really feels like. Brit? Mm. That was amazing. I was going to say. Is there um, anything to add to very, that? <laughs> a very Chernobyl pursuit there. Yeah. Um, though I was cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Same way I was about when they announced a part two and you know, all these things been around so long i remember when they they dropped their like this character has an a name dash 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 and people were like oh my god it's gonna be ellie's mom it's gonna be this like i was in all the conspiracies at the time um but knowing that um one it was the guy that worked on chernobyl and i hadn't watched it but i'd heard really good things so i was like that's great it was gonna be on hbo max i was like okay so they'll have the budget Mm mm-hmm the fact that it was being made into a TV series finally instead of a movie, which they were always rumoring that maybe they would do a Last of Us movie. Well, that that's what it was originally like, um, announced as because it was um, Sam Raimi and then they had cast, what's her name, from um, Game of Thrones. Like, they only cast one person. Ella Ramsey? No, no, no. It was, um, no, was going to be Sansa. Not Sansa. Uh, the younger one. What's her name? Oh, Aria, Aria, um, Aria. Oh, man. Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams. Yes. Um, so, so not that, that not that Maisie can't do it. But no. no. Yeah, but that was yes. like back in 2014. They're like, we're gonna make it into yeah. a movie. I was like, that's yeah. a lot of story for one movie. Yeah. Whenever they they want to adapt a movie that's you know like 16, 20 hours long into a movie, you're like, don't do it. But a TV series, I was like, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that Neil Druckmann's on it. The fact that they brought people from Naughty Dog to like, and there's so much. You've seen the behind the scenes each episode, the fact that they're like, well, you didn't have to model new things because Naughty Dog did all this work. We're just making it, you know, practical now and prosthetics and all this cool stuff. So um, I will say that leading up to the show, the closer we got to it, the better I felt about it. So I was always like, cool, this will probably be good. And then I was like, I hope it's good. Really want it to be. And then casting happened. And when, you know, some people were like, oh, I don't know, Pedro Pascal. I don't know, Bella Ramsey. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, literally, this is perfect casting. Yep. Yeah, people Pedro, don't have to look exactly like the character. Yeah, unless it was modeled after them. Like, yeah, even then you don't need to, right? Yeah. As long as they get the to, they capture the essence from this. Yeah, and uh, they brought back you know Marlene. Yeah, be in her actual like role, other than the voices of the clickers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta be honest, like I I was also a little bit apprehensive, but mostly because I'd seen the Uncharted film just a little bit before they announced this, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, I didn't. I didn't love the Uncharted film. I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. it it's fun, it. but it didn't feel like it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Naughty Dog had a little bit to do with this. Because Nolan North shows up in it. Um, yeah. but, um, I think they it, they had like Neil Druckmann like consult on it. But that's but different even than then, like, actually letting him direct it. It, it shouldn't it. have been him. It should have been Annie, Amy Henning anyway, right? Like just bring the yeah, original person back to... <laughs> but it was it, like, I guess it, it was a, I guess it was fun. Yeah. It, but, it's almost like a completely different studio system you're dealing with when it's a movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, it, it is. Versus a TV show. It's, well, they, they had to pick someone popular. They had to make sure it was yeah. action-packed and not as much... Like, it should have been more Indiana Jonesy than it was. It had than to be like summer blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. They had to have these big set pieces from the game so that they could... And the game has so many big set pieces. And I was like, you don't need, <sighs> you don't need to show all... Like, anyway, 
Anyway, let's not talk about Uncharted. I already talked about how much I didn't like that movie. I, it was it was all right, I guess. I can. Anyway, um, it was a stinker. Yeah, once they started casting, once they started showing behind the scenes, and once they started showing like we're doing practical effects, we're doing all this stuff in camera so that you get the most authentic feel. We're not going to do it exactly the same. We're going to change enough that you know fans of the game are going to still be surprised. I was like, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I don't want a 100% adaptation. I know a lot of people are like, you know what? If I want to see Lord of the Rings, I'll read the books. I was like, you know what? I'm fine with the movies. It's it's fine. It has the same feel. And, and that's what I'm getting from this, especially when we watch the first episode, because we watched the episode together. And yep. immediately we're sitting there thinking in our brains, like they're going to go back. They're going to go to Texas uh, a couple of years ago, and then they're going to show the outbreak happening 20 years prior, you know, whatever. The 1990s, 19... It was 90s, right, in the game? The it was, when... No, it was um <clears throat> 2013. Oh. In the game. Because it's the year oh, that Oh, 2013, game the game. Oh, yeah, 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 I do That was when that. the outbreak happens, and then it's, like, further in the future. And yeah. they, they the reverse. So but, they tried to ground yeah. it in reality now and made it yeah. 2003, so then it's our reality when the, yeah. where the people are at now. But for people who haven't seen the show... When you start off with a cold open that's set in the 60s, like that was totally like, like cool it, it totally put us like I, I was watching all of us. It put us in a position where like, oh, shit, things are going to be different, but things are going like, to be new. <laughs> amazingly new. Um, what do you guys think about how how they changed that first? Like they started with the cold open. How did how did you think about what do you think about it? love the cold open um and this this is a welcome you can talk about like, the second episode too right the okay. cold open there because those are the only two that have had cold uh, open so far technically i know technically three this one but we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> but anyway, it's also, you also have to remember like you know uh, uh, someone like craig madison and that you know with the kind of work he's been doing recently uh doesn't want to just do a straight you know shot for shot line for line adaptation of a video game and that that kind of mm. makes him no better than an animator um He's a writer. He wants to put, you know. You love animators. Not there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I don't want to. It's the know, fucking tracers. <laughs> but if it's just a what? If it's just a one, you know, one hundred percent like copy and paste of it, you know, it it it's not gonna, it's not gonna have his input. Uh, let's put it like that. Um, but these cold opens are were so well done. Like I said, the first one takes place in '68. Um, the science is there. You know, and it's all just, just hypothetical at that point. Like it's we, hypotheticals yeah. at that point, right? It was just so well done. And John Hanna played an amazing interview as the epidemi as a I don't know, epidemiologist, the epidemiologist, and then the you. mycologist or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. and explained, you know, explained like you know, gave us like the whole idea of the strain that was to come and the conditions that would have to be met and. It, and then you the see, second is... and then the second cold open takes that to 2003 and it shows how you know those conditions are met because of you know global warming and whatnot and how yep. this yeah. this fungus warming, the flower yeah con contaminated flour which we ingested and then started this whole chain reaction like that like that when that's stuff like, we didn't even that get that was the perfect like breeding environment for yeah. it like oh, that woman did such an incredible job yeah yeah the cold opens have been phenomenal Britt anything to add to the cold opens I was just gonna say the cold opens have been some of my favorite added material mm -hmm. um, so far other than tonight's episode for sure well basically but we've only known about North not even North North America just the states in the games so getting to know a little yeah, bit like more they've, they've, 
uh, like some of the supplemental material you can pick up or like yeah, but general like gamers. To things, but <laughs> most of the time it is yeah. very focused on just like North America. Um, but I loved just the fact that they they knew to open the show with talking about the cordyceps fungi in like a believable place where like they would be having a talk but to not only explain it to like audience that didn't know about it like maybe you didn't see planet earth back in the day when they first introduced this and everybody was like what the fuck that's so fucked up and then you didn't play the last of us where the minute that you start playing this game they're like the cordyceps and you're like holy shit that stuff that fucks with ants um, <laughs> explain it perfectly for the audience it did enough like to draw people that already love this game in more to be like this is the perfect way to explain this is setting it up to be more and the games are pretty grounded right yep other than like this, they have to do some crazy game shit where like oh you make that leap even though like physically maybe you shouldn't yeah um but it's so grounded in reality that when you see it happen live in the episode everything like makes perfect sense you're like yep she senses these things happening throughout the day. The fact that subconsciously she locks the door to the house and Joel's like, you never locked the door. Like, look, you finally locked the door. Yeah. It's because she's was sensing all these things going wrong, but nobody was telling her what was going wrong because adults like to think they're protecting kids that way. Mm. It was the same way that 9-11 was. For me, I was in second grade when that happened. I was in school. Everybody started acting weird. The teachers called everybody like to sit in a certain area. Parents started coming in and picking up their kids. Shit. Nobody knew what was happening until we were told by adults or we got to watch it on TV sort of thing. I, I, I was eating cereal when that happened. Yeah. That is why they chose that post 9-11 like Frame window time. there. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she was like, is it terrorists? Like that's because that's what a kid in 2003 would have yeah. thought. 100%. It's exactly what I would have done if I left school. Oh man. Um, so many great things. The kids wrist twitching yeah. in class because they were starting to lose control. Ugh. And all the chaos know. happening in the background while they're still living their lives. Like it's just gradually yep. ramping up um there's there's an amazing there's an amazing um thing that these 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 creators have done and that is lando hawk we had we'd, we'd mentioned how there was some you know apprehension about people doing one for one shots or using the same mm -hmm. dialogue and they're like are they just going to be copying you know the game are they just going to be saying that like, no one wants as an actor you don't want a line reading by a director or by a previous source right you don't want to copy that you want to make it your own but they have done the same lines or you know sort of mirrored or swapped it and it's sort of like this homage to the game what did you guys think about all these set pieces that very much were in the game but you know they took their own take for the show like like you said yeah the actors don't want like a line for line um the writers are the same way in that you know they've they've really inserted themselves and you know they have the perfect form this is hbo this is like the network that gave us the framework you know for the golden age of television you know from the sopranos on you know so they have a lot of freedom to work with and mm -hmm. they really take advantage of it and that like i said with the cold opens yes perfect um but also you know i just want to get into talk about tonight now. well we'll talk about <laughs> that in a little bit we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> somebody want to take over <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I will. <laughs> so um one of my favorite things about the show is like you said how they include these really important parts of dialogue that you really like from the game and sometimes they will say it word for word they'll hit the same beats the same way but they do that thing where they might not say it in the exact same spot or they'll have the character swap positions because mm -hmm. they're reminding you that they're like this is a retelling of the story this is a mirrored version of the story we're gonna take it our own way um but it, it, it's there for the people that are 
the like the the fans of the game that know these moments by heart like because you've played it so many times or it triggered an emotion in you and like you'll never forget it it's such like a profound experience so remember when we were watching the first episode we know when they get in the truck like they did so much shot for shot looking over her shoulder like the farm was on the opposite side of the screen like they did everything like almost exactly but slightly off or parallel so that way you got a little nod and the fact that they were driving through the city and they didn't get hit by the truck. Like they're backing up, and I was like, "There's the truck!" And then they didn't fucking get hit by yep. the truck. And, you and then a plane the comes. God, you're like that's right. This is HBO. <laughs> this is TV. It's gonna be a fucking airplane. Like it's just every change they've made has been good. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was like a little uh, about was just like last episode when Tess died. The way that you know the infected oh. was kind of like went for the mouth. I get why it happened. I understand they were trying to raise the stakes and make you feel like, and also show that, like, you know, her muscles and stuff were starting to not cooperate with her. It was starting to take over. It wanted her to get infected. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a woman, I was like, that was a little ick. Yeah, it maybe, was ick for, I think, everyone. Maybe if a man didn't write this, it wouldn't have happened. Um, but that aside, everything they've done in the show has only heightened the story. Mm-hmm. And when you adapt something from one form of media to another you're going to lose things and you're going to gain things and that's why i usually give adaptations a chance because there's sometimes i will watch a tv adaptation or a movie adaptation of something i love and yeah it won't be exactly how you pictured it in the book because one you got to use your own imagination based on the description you might have pictured a character differently or like the setting differently um and when you play these games you know you're actually being the character you're going through these scenarios i know i've played this game so many times when they went into the hotel Yep. In the last episode, I knew when she walked in and went ding, 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 can you bring my suitcase up? All that shit. I was like, there's a safe behind there. Mm-hmm. There's a safe behind there. And I, I said it out loud while I was watching it. I was like, oh, cool. That's where the safe is. Yeah. And I'm like, they're not going to go to the safe because one, it doesn't exist. This they, is a TV They don't show. need to look for that ammo. Like, they don't need the safe. <laughs> <laughs> so like this episode was the same thing. I was excited to see Billstown, the layout. I saw the church and I was like, oh, cool. The church is still there. The traps to were see- still there. Yep. Yeah, everything, the traps, everything about the character and who he is as a person was there, and you mm-hmm. didn't even need Ellie to fucking meet him. How insane is that? I missed the exchange that they do have in the game, but mm-hmm. I got to learn a lot more about who Bill is and why he is the fuck the way he is yeah. without needing them to even interact. How brilliant is that, that one of your main characters does not even need to interact with the secondary character yeah. for you to see that? So let me let me go off of that, because... Us as gamers who love this game, we're getting a lot out of this TV show, especially this last episode, and we're, we're, we're actually learning a lot more, at least feeling a lot more about these characters than we've already, you know, we've spent years with these people already. How do you think this feels for people who haven't played the game? Are they getting as much out of this as we are? Fred? I can't answer that. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a lot of people I know that haven't played the game and a lot of people that I know that have. So I'm on game dev Twitter. I'm, yep. you know, doing voice acting now. I'm friends with a side that has either been in the game or loves the game to death and lives and dies by it. Mm-hmm. Example, you guys. Um, and then one of my coworkers has not played the game, never played the game. He started watching it and was like, this is the greatest, like, quote, zombie show I've ever seen. Like, has talked about it every episode with me. Like, and I've run it through where I'm just like, yeah, and guess what? Like, if you play the game, like, it matches, you know, Sarah's eye level until you know, the transition in the car where Joel takes over and he's carrying her. I was like, knows how the camera level then matched his level and it switched. I was like, the mm-hmm. same fucking thing happens in the game. And he's like, I need to play it. 
can't wait to hear this episode affects them. Yeah. Because yes. I will be like, people want to go and play the game now. It's hiked up in sales. People are going to play it. I can't wait for people to be like, holy shit, this whole part is not even in the game. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, we had one note. We had one crumpled up note and a dead body hanging up and just seeing his reaction to looking at the man he loves hang him, like ha- having hung himself. That's how we knew he's queer. Like Ellie with the, oh, I found this, you know, porn magazine. Oh, why are these dudes with dicks out? Or, or throws it out the, the truck, which, you know, may or may not happen, but it was all these little moments yes. that we got to be like, okay. <laughs> So this is why Bill is this way as a person. But like to see it so fleshed out, they had they have moments to breathe with the show. The game, you have to, you know, you have moments where you can find something, you know, you open up, you find a, you know, a letter somebody wrote to somebody or a picture, and you have these glimpses into these different people's lives or um, what happened with the outbreak. And, you know, Ellie's learning about the world before he was a part of it. You know, Joel is fortunately like, yep, been there. Um, but the show does it in such an interesting way where it's focusing on each of the characters and making them just as important as Joel and Ellie. Yes. So the story is very much about them, the, the way they find love and hope through all this, but also it's showing you glimpses of that redemption and hope and love in other people. Oh, anyway. Yeah, that, was, that was really well <laughs> that said. That was very well said. So let, I'm going to go off of that because this episode really, what I'm, what, phrase is going through my head is expanding the legacy of the game because like you said we we met bill in the game for a couple hours um there was a whole level around him and basically this was us trying to you know get to pittsburgh we need to get a vehicle we need to get out there's there's a person here he had supplies you know it's a section of the game to go around scrounge you know there's a motor in the high school exactly and then you fight a bloater exactly and i'm glad that we don't get a bloater or any bigger enemies until later because Tess says i sure hope that doesn't fucking exist yeah <laughs> like a bloater. exactly so so this this show is really expanding the legacy there's no there's no spores it's all tendrils and um hold on one sec i've mind um and a hive mind um we get to meet these characters the stories change but we get to feel more I love Bill way more than I did in the game. And Bill was a good character already, as it is. Um, I love Frank, and I did not like Frank in the video game. I did not feel anything for him, and I felt he was mean for what he did. But in this, we had more of an emotional arc in this in this last episode, the third episode, than all of Rise of Skywalker. Let's be honest. Or, yeah. or, oh, any, yes. of the, or no. any of the sequel trilogy. Um, Each oh, of these Star episodes Wars. has been like a movie that way. Where I'm just like, Oscar, I'm blown away. <laughs> I agreed. Um, so what do you think about this? This expanding of this legacy, like Bill and Frank, this this third episode, I thought I could have swore we would have just been like, you know, we're gonna get a little bit of flashback, see Frank, you know, get in with Bill and then, you know, eventually he'll, you know, kill himself like he does in the game. Um, but this was a giant love story. Like 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 Brett was saying this whole story is about love and loss and what wouldn't you do for your family, right, Hawk? Yes. That's a Star Trek quote that I keep quoting everywhere I go, <laughs> which I because because Benedict talked about Khan. Um, what do you think of this expansion of this legacy? And it makes me look forward to the brothers that show up later, finding out more about Tommy, finding out more about maybe the doctors and all of the fireflies. Um, apparently we're going to learn more about the Fireflies this season. There's only nine ep- or 12 episodes? 
nine episodes. Nine episodes. Yeah, it's only nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is why we're getting such expansion on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bill was an important character in yeah. the game. The to follow the where the game took that story wasn't necessary for this show. You know, they wanted to introduce the character of Bill and what you know what he went through during this whole apocalypse, and it was great. You know, because we we all. In these kinds of shows, we always just focus on the survivors who are moving forward. You know, we see quarantine zones. We see people who are escaping or fighting and that. This was a guy who, even before the apocalypse, just wanted to be left alone by society. He had, you know, he constructed a bunker. You know, we made the comment and said, so people like him back then were considered crazy. Well, you know, Bill wasn't crazy. Bill was fastidious. He was meticulous and that, but he also didn't think there was anything out there in the world before him, before this apocalypse. Especially His worth enti- saving, right? Like he, worth he saving. Was, yeah. Yeah. He just wanted to hide himself away in that. And it's like the apocalypse came and, you know, he was, he seemed to be thriving. I even <laughs> commented on that. He was having a really good time during this, you know? And then yeah. what happens? Love literally falls into a hole outside his front yard. You know, something he didn't know he, you know, he didn't know he really even wanted or needed. Like, Frank? Frank was amazing in this. Um, Oh my god. I'm I'm having a little trouble remembering you mentioned about Frank in the video game. I remember Bill in that. I just didn't, I, and I remember the story with Frank. I just didn't remember it. Frank was just through the notes. That's all we learned. Yeah, I was going to say, Frank was literally a dead body and you only saw the feet. Yep. And a little bit of a Hawaiian shirt hanging. It's when Joel and, and, and Ellie and uh, Bill first enter this one house after, like, you know, sneaking around the infected. And they walk in and they look and, like, two of them are in the room and Ellie doesn't even, I think, see it at first. And they look up and he's just like... God damn it, Frank. And, like, God damn it, Frank. Yeah. It's that That's sort of right. thing. And it's he kills so himself long. because he... It's this whole thing where he can't deal with Bill anymore. And his like yeah. isolationism and everything like that. So. And, I am so oh, glad so... they went to ch- the change they did um, because yeah. you know, it, part of part of people's hesitation <laughs> to get into the show is that they might be on burnout from like a zombie series and that from like you know decades of like you know Walking Dead on with and all... our real life. And yeah, uh, <laughs> real life exactly. You know, it's like who wants to watch another pandemic show and that. So I'm hoping people kind of like put that prejudice aside and watch this yeah. because this was an mm-hmm. amazing turnabout. Yeah, um, it it tore my heart in two multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, I cannot. I don't recall seeing a love story this well done in one episode. Like, and yeah. it was a full arc of their their love, their meeting, them, you know, growing in that love, and then the end of it. And I was like, it was the equivalent of the fucking up intro. Yep. You know what I mean? It like, is all of that. In yeah. such oh my a god! Short, it is. And you got invested. <laughs> You were like, the music hit, the emotional beats hit, everything, and you were just like, it's like a, a gut punch to the throat. That is what I always call The Last of Us. Because, like you've said, it's it's so bleak, and some people are like, how can you do this? Like, my, my family at least have watched me play the game enough times that they get it. Like, my dad was like, oh, this is like a great story between, like, his father and then his daughter figure, like, stuff like that. People, when they watch long enough, mm-hmm. they'll understand. But I've played it on repeat so many times that they're like, this is depressing, like, don't you need help? And I'm just like, it's not depressing, no. It's about hope. You play the ending, and you hear that last, those last lines spoken. Mm-hmm. There's no way to come back from what happens at the end. So, like, all you can do is realize that they, the hope is what led them there. Yeah. Like Joel says, there's, you always have to find something worth fighting for. And Bill finally found something worth fighting for. 
he didn't have that in the game really mm. he just kept surviving for the sake of surviving he, but to have in the he, show yeah. that he had that love because like you get you understand that there must have been love or something there mm. and then there's that falling out but you didn't get to witness it you just seeing the aftermath he he but really you, did you just all, sorry he he really did point. just feel like um a crazy bunker person in the game that's all he felt yeah. like and you were there for ammo and equipment that's the only reason he was there sorry hawk the one that what's so unique is that in shows about like you know the apocalypse and that you never see people get to live out like a life together yeah you know you get you know there it's all new relationships found in the apocalypse are often brutal and short you know yep this was such Glenn a <laughs> yeah exactly you know what they had was so real in that and it was just so but it was brief you know but it was mm -hmm. so real and it, you know and this felt exactly the same but like to to actually get to that stage that they mm -hmm. were at, you know, where they, you know, one had to care, care for, care for the other's elderly needs and that. Yeah. Well, even just before that, like the strawberry sequence where he's yeah. like, I traded one of your yeah. guns. He's like, what? And Bill's like, what? And he's like, it's a small gun. And he's like, okay, whatever. Because you did this nice thing for me. He would not like, we had just, they had met like 15, 20 minutes earlier, like mm -hmm. for them to grow to that point and us to believe that. Yeah. And we watched incredible. like 20 years of their mm -hmm. love. Yeah. It, I also love that it, it, you know, the outbreak takes place in 2003 in, in the show. And the fact that when they reach that ending point and he's just like, and we're going to get married and like all this or whatever, they got to live a full life that as gay men, mm -hmm. they would have had to deal with so much shit had the outbreak not happened. You know, they yeah. wouldn't have maybe ever met. They wouldn't have had this life together. They wouldn't have met. And the fact that the, the show, they wouldn't have, yeah, period. Uh, but they show that like there's beauty and love that still exist in this world, and that's something the game does in little like soft moments of like childhood innocence you have, um, and like just these when Ellie first when they're entering Billstown before they get there, she stands there in the game and there's fireflies, and she she puts her arms out and she's like whoa firefly like it's little beautiful moments in that golden hour they captured that when I was pointing out that scene the strawberry scene. It was golden hour and things were yep. floating in the air. They yeah. captured that moment, but not with Ellie this time. They had this cute little love. Oh my God. It was so well written. So well acted. I was like, who, who was gay that was working on this? Answer is the editor, Timothy Good. Yep. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. he's gay. There's, there's <laughs> the a little rainbow flag. The it's metaphors are just incredible in this, in this yeah. series, you know, like think about the fact that life had to end for Bill's life to really begin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. And uh, like, it's true for a lot of people. <laughs> the, the the endings of these characters that we've met so far, and there will be more. That's not a spoiler. That's just that's yeah. just how this game is. <laughs> that's um, a promise. <laughs> yeah. Um. The like um. Tess's and and Bill's like they're they've they felt more painful than the game. And I I pre yeah. like I can't I can't imagine people. yeah I can't imagine people like new people that haven't experienced that how they would take this like i i i sort of envy them because mm -hmm. it's them experiencing this oh, i don't want to say pain but it, for the it, first time. it's, it's no, them I going through it. this first time even when people play it they're like i'm gonna play the last of us now i'm like yes do it <laughs> like tell me about every step of the way i want to know how you were hurt when and why like, <laughs> this these please. are the times where i'm like please stream this so i can watch your reactions while you play this game because that's this is a game where people I, yeah with the bunny scene the amount yeah. of people that the bunny has gotten Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, no. No. Um. Yeah. So. So. Like. This. 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 It's. I think it's pretty apparent that this game. This. 
TV shows lovingly made for audiences, not just the gamers out there, but also regular people, which is an amazing feat on its own. Mm -hmm. um, Keep both sides happy. Yeah. So we have nine more, wait, six more episodes left. What do you hope to see? And I, I'm going to pretty much assume that we're saying, yes, you should watch this <laughs> because oh, yes. we're yeah. all sort of Every gushing about it. It's been a 10 out of 10. Yeah. And then this episode, somehow a 10 feels like a slight. Like I feel I like saying like first episode, chef's kiss. Amazing. They gave Tess a, literally went out with a bang last episode. Yep. And I was like, holy shit, 10. Like I have not done anything that I even consider like an eight or a nine. And then for this episode to be some of the most beautiful television i've watched in my life and i've recently been watching fucking k-dramas and shit okay i've been watching non-stop love stories and then i saw this shit and in one hour made my sweatshirt wet i'm sorry but there you have to win an emmy for emmy just for this episode everyone yeah, gets an emmy yeah. yep. nick yeah. offerman man come on holy shit i could believe 100 percent if this like i said when we were watching if this was the first time i saw him in a role ever i would have been like that is a gay man mm-hmm the love felt real. As far as real. I know, he's not. No, yeah. That's just fucking acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this is, he's amazing. He's so underrated because he came from the, obviously we were talking about comedy before. He came obviously from the comedy background, Parks and Recs for years and that, but he has expanded his repertoire like significantly. Um, last great thing I saw him in was Debs for FX and that mm -hmm. uh, he played a tech billionaire who was chasing a fantasy and that. He's a and woodworker he, in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, you know yep. he was working his wood in this yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> he bam, was bam, so bam. perfect for Bill in that because he has all those qualities, you know, that people associate with the manliness and the beard mm -hmm. and that, yeah. and the carpentry skills and that. Bill has all those in spades and that. Yeah. As you said, he was a prepper, a survivalist, ready for the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yet all the scenes played with Frank and that, you know, it's like you can see that Teddy, that whole bear facade crack and that oh. at the tenderest mm -hmm. moments, he conveys so much emotion with his eyes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Alone. I love that about him. And there are like little so quivers good. in his lips that happen occasionally. No. And I'm just like, mm. even his, his forehead veins his little were going wrinkles. on the couch. And I was like, holy shit. I don't know how many times they had to film this, but like you were probably uh, out of tears. Yeah. He probably had like a giant <laughs> water bottle. Like I need to hydrate more. And those episode. those scenes yeah. with Joel in that, you know, he could alternate, you know, because like you know, we'd see him tender in that. But those scenes with Joel in that, where he didn't quite know or trust Joel in that, mm -hmm. he could be dead scary. Well, yeah, the while I think that's that's it was a good way to have them introduce each other and then show that they're really going to be parallels of each other throughout this season because yeah. um, we got this shortened version of this love story um, between a man and his partner. But then we get the father-daughter love that we got in the first episode, but only for a short period of time. And that's the love that grows in this season. And that's something I'm really it's looking starting, forward to. Starting, to like starting now. And you can see it. Like, he's he starting to solve. food. Yeah. Yeah. The letter that, oh. that Bella Ramsey read at um, that Bill left. Um, mm -hmm. Just beautiful writing, beautiful acting. Exactly. Like, it's... Yeah, sorry, Hawk. You mentioned about uh, something we want to see in that. Something I didn't get to see, though, that yeah. when that scene in the convenience store they went into, I was like, totally expecting something else. Um, there, it was that bit in the first game in that where they were kind of searching for goods and that bunch of raiders showed up in that. No, that's later. That Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, that's Pittsburgh. That's Pittsburgh. Okay. That's Which is going to happen like next episode. Yeah. That's what they I want to see. They have to crash the truck first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what you saw I, in the trailer. I, so. really, Sorry. <laughs> I really want an action no. piece with Joel in that. And that's, you, when you said that, you were like, oh, this convenience store i was like 
don't say it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was sitting. I was like, I don't know if he's thinking this one or a later one. Yeah. Because that one just looked like the one where, that they do actually just raid for stuff. And just like go through. Yeah, and uh, and there's always I, a, a clicker or something in in like a back room, and I'm glad I that they that found they that. They still had the arcade game, but not in Bill's bar. You know, yes. like, and the fact that it was actually a real game, like Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, you know <laughs> that that's that what they like, wanted to do in the game too. But they were like, yeah, we don't have to. Sure. Run, we don't have like, to race And if people play, well, The Last of Us, there's. She mentions that she played this with a friend before, or whatever. And then you play the DLC, and you actually see yeah. that moment happen. And it's such a great moment, and the fact that she, you know, it's not like technology mm. is working. You're able to actually play the game. Yeah. So she has to. She has to close her eyes and imagine it. And it was just like seeing that magic moment again. Yeah. I was just like, this is. So the, the, the DLC that Brittany's talking about is Left Behind. Um, it was actually added after like a, a number of months after The Last of Us came out. And um, now that they've re-released the game, it's part of the actual whole game. So you can actually just play it as part of it. You don't have to think about buying it. For those who haven't played it. Um, let's talk about what we're looking forward to for the rest of the season. I'm sure we'll end up talking about the whole season when this is done in March, but mm -hmm. we have six episodes left. That's a month and a half still of episodes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of tears every Sunday. What are you looking forward to without, you know, spoiling the rest of the show? I will just say winter. I agree. Winter is yeah. my favorite part of the game. And I think that since they're only doing this in one season, and considering how um, Left Behind is done, yeah, supplementally to the game, and when it takes place, quote unquote, uh, flashback wise, I think it's a I whole feel episode. Like if, if they pair winter happening and Left Behind, the flashbacks to it happen during winter, like in the game, it's gonna be fucking amazing. Yep. I just can't wait. Like I know they, for the length of the show, they'll probably do something like this where they show more, but then don't make the mechanics of like what happened. You know, fighting mm -hmm. through people, blah 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 vaguely as much as i can say just what happens in winter and how their relationship changes after that yeah i i'm i'm all over it i i want to and i need to see it hawk um considering how well they've done all the practical effects for you know the infected and the lurkers and that i'm really looking forward to see how they pull off the scene with the bloater yep and that looks like a gym <laughs> doesn't it but but I, they don't need to do it the gym. I don't know, because the thing is, the bloater happened in Billstown. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. will I skip it? I hope they know? save that till much later, to be honest. I don't yeah. want to see any big zombies till later. I well, want nice them to do a generator scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know when the games, when they're like, <laughs> and like the hordes come and you're like, yeah. God damn it, the, the fucking hotel basement or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Fun fact, I know how to speed run that level. Mm. This is what I'm really enjoying is that they have bits and pieces they can, you know, they, you know, they're not exactly, they're not butchering it. They're yeah. basically surgically removing key identifying scenes and that for people and that yeah. and inserting them into their own story. And yeah. that. I, I approve. It's been, it's been great so far. What I'm, what I'm hoping for is now we have, we've, we have this whole thing with Bill, right? And we know a lot more about him. I want to know more about David. Oh, oh. I think we're going to learn more about David. <laughs> um, yeah, and if not that, I'm looking forward to seeing Sam and Henry. I'm also low-key hoping that Troy Baker is David. He, he so like I think they they the thing they, is they, you know he's in that group quote yeah. unquote, but 
I think they what announced the actor for David, though. Oh, they did? Yeah. Damn, that's the one announcement I missed them. Yeah. Um, I'm but just maybe hoping not. It's, a, it's a fake. It's a fake. And then he. That'd be even more. That would be better. That would be. To have that juxtaposition would be what fucking mind blowing. What if it was Nolan North? I know. I would love it for it to be Nolan. Oh, my God. Right? Um, as far as I know. <laughs> I know. Um, one last thing. So, we're guaranteed this season. We get we get it till March, but they just announced that season two is coming. <laughs> Finally greenlit after you know three amazing episodes. So they they announced season two is coming out. They released the first episode of this season on YouTube for everyone to watch it for free. So if you haven't seen it and you don't have HBO, go to YouTube. It's on there. <laughs> Do you want season two to be the second game? I think that. Based on what they already prepped, it has to be the second game. Um, unless for some reason, you know, we get to like a cliffhanger mm -hmm. or somehow this ends with so. like the beginning of winter and then we have to wait for something. They said the but whole think, the whole first game yeah, is this season. They, they said the whole the yeah, that would be the first game. So I am prepared for two to be the second game. Just assuming they haven't started it or filmed it yet because they had to they wait haven't. to be greenlit. Yeah. It at least lets Bella get a little older. Mm-hmm. If she will be playing older Ellie or not. Yeah. I just listen, I want They can't Alexander recast her, god no. To be to be in part two. Mm -hmm. Like I want uh so basically Lev and was it Yar? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. always feel like that's I'm like Star Trek name, so I think it's like wrong. Um but anyway, <laughs> I want both of them to, to be in it. Obviously I don't think Laura Bailey could be the character that she is. Nope. Um, <laughs> no. no. But hope she gets to show up as like anybody who was in the game that can't reprise their role because they you know either look too different or mm -hmm. are the wrong age etc should show up as a cameo that would yep. be great for me agreed Hawk. i am here for it yes though. i'm ready season two should most definitely be the game and here's why in that uh, they can't recast bella ramsey in that because right now currently in this role she is playing a lot younger than she is currently she's 20 years old what yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no so i knew that <laughs> so I she's she was 16 she's, she's already the perfect age to play ellie in in the second video game you know that's and fair I, right and yeah. plus you got to remember like she's gonna look a little bit older than that because she's got they've yeah. got like you know they've got a year left for filming in that you know before we're not probably not going to see yeah. this until like 24 well, right? that's what i meant she's yeah. allowed to get a little bit older yeah. um not even know, maybe not even until 25 to be uh, honest no, she is playing down her age in this, and she's mm -hmm. doing like, you know, doing a good fool, job. fooled us. I mean, yeah. Ashley Johnson fooled a lot of people. That's <laughs> yes. fair. That's fair. A lot of people were like, wait, she's not a 14 year old girl when she came up to get her BAFTA? And I'm like, no, like a 30 year old woman. Yep. An <laughs> amazing one who was on Growing Pains. Um, <laughs> this is incredible. She voices do, young characters, though. Do people not realize how voice actors work? Like, no, you, no they you don't. Happen. People don't even know how actors work. They can't differentiate the fact that the actor is not the character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they'll get so mad at the character for their choices and like harass the actor. Do you know how many like, minds, like if you go to YouTube and watch people reacting to um, Tara, um, Tara Strong, like Tara when Strong? people, when oh, people yeah. are like, but, but there's a girl like, voicing a boy. Oh, this is not a child. What? Or, yeah. or like, or oh, both. She she voiced Ben 10 or, in the original series. Or Tommy. Does she voiced Tommy <laughs> Turner? Yeah, Tommy does, Pickles. Does anybody remember a little show oh, called King of the Hill? Yeah. Did they think yeah. Bobby's voice stayed that way like after like 12 seasons? Right, <laughs> right. voiced by I've Pamela Adlin. to know that young boy voices are women. Yeah, yeah. always. Period. All of them. Always. It's just easier. 
yeah it's too hard for men to go back to that they're yeah. like i hit my voice change with puberty yeah. women yeah. are like it can be annoying as fuck as an eight-year-old like, i i, I remember young boys <laughs> um okay so whew. we yeah without like a doubt so much and yeah. yet so little but yeah. we also spoil it for this people. this is a lot a lot of us are just we just want people to watch the show that's all i want people yes. to do is just go out even if you have didn't even have the inkling to watch this before hopefully we got you to at least be a little bit more interested I I ended up getting a a trial subscription to to HBO just so I could watch this show. That's how excited I was. I was like, I need to watch this show. This has to happen. Yeah. Like, and I'm not disappointed. And I'm I'm so close to getting my wife to watch it. So close. She knows how much I love it. My mom watched it on her own. Did I tell you? No. So the thing is, my parents know. Like. It's to the point where if I'm playing any other game yeah. with a woman with a bow, like I'm playing Horizon, my dad's like, is this the one with Ellie? Is that Ellie? And I'm like, no, I'll be playing Tomb Raider. And he's like, is that Ellie? And I'm like, it's Laura Croft. You know this. Um, but anyway, um, my mom on her own started watching it on mm -hmm. HBO because she recognized the name. Yeah. She was like, oh, this is that game that Britney likes. I started watching it. She watched it. She was like, amazing. I love it. It, it was. I, I, I think like, she was a little, a little bit hesitant. She didn't he talk to me about the show after I, I watched the first episode with you guys. But she knew how much I loved it and how much I was disappointed by Uncharted. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, so she "Is it like, worth the watch?" watch <laughs> she's like, "Yeah," because she watched it with me, and I was just sitting there, I was like, "Huh." They played the theme at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, oh they, you know what we haven't really? talked about? The music of this music. show. Okay, <gasps> Gustavo Santolaya is incredible. First of all, the soundtrack to the to the two games, perfect, amazing. Yep. The fact that in the show they're not just using the tracks from the first game, but like last episode, Tess and Joel, that scene before she dies, he used mu music from the second game yep. for another pairing that I can't mention. Big brain, and the fact that he's even like there's, there's more music they've added in that's not in either. Yeah, it's like. The man can't lose. The I think man's a genius. I think the first thing I said to you guys after the first episode was, "I can't wait to get another Last of Us soundtrack because I'm so yes. happy about it." It's, it's. I didn't think we were gonna get another yeah. one. Yeah, exactly, because they're just using the same thing. But I, I used to when I used to commute to Toronto, I used to listen to the soundtracks every day yes. on the train because too. it was just an amazing thing. That or Lord of the Rings, right? Those are the two commuting. Yeah soundtracks that you can do and it's just they're amazing perfect because they're in order and you feel the whole journey yeah it's to the point where the last of us the the main theme you can listen to just that theme and you can hear joel and ellie's entire journey i weep yep. just hearing that one track but yep. oh there was another composer for the film to the tv show too who's doing supplemental music or he's doing it in conjunction um and i don't have his name right now let me look it up i would like to thank them david fleming um david fleming so mad props because it does not feel like you're doing like you know sometimes you get two composers you're like oh the music feels a little bit off like two different no it's it's a good pairing because i didn't even realize there was another composer yeah so. that's how good that is yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 just it's just amazing um oh can i say like yeah, their go soundtrack for selection has been incredible oh this this oh, is yes. soundtrack as in uh, yes. real music that they reuse in the show i know but i meant we, for the audience for the audience out can, there can we at least comment on the tracks that they're choosing and yeah what, what songs have we heard depeche mode so far mm -hmm. we've heard erasure linda ronstadt um i'm trying to think i don't Fleetwood remember mac was in the, Fleetwood mac was in this one 
Yeah. Um, do you remember when uh, Stranger Things came out and um, Running Up the Hill mm-hmm. just went because yeah. everyone was just like, that's what happened with the Pesh Mode after the first episode. <sighs> and I was so happy to see that on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, this is an album I own on vinyl and on everything. Yep. Music in the second game. Yep. Same thing happened when the game came out. And the thing is, Take On Me being used in this trailer the yep. way it was, I hope the song appears. It will. In this for one, sure. but if not, season two, it needs to. It will. will die. Oh my I God. Know you know Bella's learning guitar right now, and we're all just dying right now because you. Just listen. <laughs> I know oh, the yeah. things have to happen in the second game for the plot to happen, but I mm. also like. We, we. I don't know. I can't get hurt again. They're. they're we are going to get hurt again. And I know, I know that I'm, I'm getting hurt just from these episodes. We're going to get extra hurt this season because we know we're going to see Ashley show up. We're going to see Troy show up. And when they come on and either really? die on screen, you're just going to be like, oh my God. Oh, I know. Oh my God. And they will. They will. They will. Uh, oh, any final thoughts on The Last of Us? I'm looking forward to talking about the whole season with you guys when it's yeah. done because I will, I will need to hydrate every Sunday until then. All I can say is as someone who's played the game a billion times, loves, you know, all the things about it, to see, like, one, the story being, and the characters all being treated well, and Mm -hmm. they don't even have to be exactly the same for the tone and everything to fit the narrative and the story and the beauty of it perfectly. But, like, a little, quote, Easter egg moments or whatever where, like, you know, you had that audio cue when they got caught by... By the um, Fedra guy in the first yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. he was like the like the sound that's like if you've been spotted, like the clickers, the fact that like the the tone and everything about the museum felt so much like that part where you're crawling around and trying to avoid the clickers without having them um, crawl all the over the place. Yeah, without having you, yeah, like you're capturing the feelings you get playing the game without having you literally holding the controller doing it. Mm-hmm. So like you're you know you you don't have to sit through a few hours of like what's in this drawer. Half of a scissor. Like, when, I still want them to have when a moment. They st- where, when like, he starts patching up uh, tests yeah. and he takes out the, yeah, the, the tape, and I was like, I was dying the there. Tape. Oh my god! Exactly. Like I would love for more legal like winks and nods here or there, but I also don't want it to like, you know, it doesn't have to do that. Yeah. People watching it won't care if like a certain protein bar appears. I give a shit if a certain protein bar appears, yeah. but it doesn't have to. I would love for the wolf, like um, the 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 movie. That doesn't exist that shows up or starlight mm-hmm. no like the they've um, shown a little bit of those things right? yeah but like i if they come across a poster like that where it's like yeah this was the movie that was out you know before or she gets started. a graphic like, novel us, oh man it was sonic yeah exactly so if it was savage starlight i would love for that to happen more she's like yeah i like this comic savage starlight like can you because in the game you find more for her and like you the more you interact with ellie the more secret moments you get with their dialogue and stuff um, that, that relationship anyway, grows I'm in the game distracted. with all these supplemental things and i feel like yeah. they're gonna they've been slowly doing that in the show too so yeah. i i can see I them like doing that <laughs> yeah yeah and the more they give me the happier i'll be but i also apparently don't need them no i don't need no. them hawk it's weird again like i gotta say i gotta compare it to chernobyl and that this was a, you know this was a series about people who are trying to survive in the apocalypse that is shot with a with a very stark realism and you know a, a moments of very dark beauty um mm-hmm. and as i said this game is the perfect adaptation for the screen and for craig mazin and that because he's brought to life the exact same feel with it um moments of like the you know, like stark realism uh people who are fighting against apocalypse an apocalypse of their own making 
with these moments of really intense dark beauty in that, like the burning house that we saw, you know, them drive past, mm -hmm. or the buildings covered in the 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 fungal the matter in that the production the design, scene. right? Man, yeah, it's 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 haunting in ways that you you know you may not even be consciously aware of, and that mm -hmm. and people really need to give it give it a chance. Yeah. You know? This like when a, no one went outside in the yeah. beginning of the pandemic and people were like, nature is healing. And they were posting pictures from The Last of Us of just like stuff growing <laughs> over cars. And I was like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what I what else to say other than that. Like this, this show feels like what Game of Thrones felt like for fantasy fans, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're at that type of, that level of dedication and love for a property not like the last seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. The good stuff we the saw. The good stuff, yeah, yeah, the first stuff. Um, the stuff that Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley made. And we, we have to give props to Bruce. I know there's been a lot of stuff on the news about him not getting any props for you know, creating the first game. And really, he should be getting the recognition. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the case of like he's just not in the credits of the show because yeah. he didn't with the show or they didn't yeah i do agree didn't... that like neil everybody knows neil's name versus yeah. his and it should be yeah like a... and he helped create the universe so really he should yeah <laughs> they should have reached out to him too or maybe they didn't he didn't want to we don't know um how the behind the scenes things work um i'm just like i'm looking forward to the rest of the season this is the show this is the show for me mm -hmm. this is my favorite show right now this uh, might be my yeah. favorite show forever <laughs> to be honest yeah. the last of us is my favorite game one and two because that is one uninterrupted yes. story and I, I i can't be like i like the first one more than the second one they both are part of the same thing um and I, there's I there's nothing really like that in the video game sphere maybe mass effect but not even that you can play mm -hmm. two and three without one or three and without the other two anyway um there's a symbiosis between those two games and those man i can't wait till you guys who haven't played the game yeah. watch the second season because it's a whole new level of hurt that you never knew you could get it is but also a whole new level of love that you didn't even know that's true and that's the crazy Agreed. part about it you'll mm -hmm. go through so much grief and pain and anger and love yeah. that it's like you're just you're going through it with yeah. characters you just are bad props to everyone associated with tilu or the last of us uh, i don't know why i said tilu out of this whole yeah. this all whole the, season all the dogs in the cage at naughty yeah. dog everybody that worked on the game yep worked on the second game worked on the remakes um the shannon fucking woodward yep by yep. the way yeah who who got this, this <laughs> who got this working pairing happened uh, like, uh, I know Pedro Pascal, people were like, oh, haven't we seen enough of him in, no, in no, Mandalorian no. and all that stuff? Like, no. Um, he has spent he so... keep being in every show forever, as far as yeah. I'm yeah. concerned. Him, Narcos, Chris this. Pratt, okay? No. Yeah. Chris Pratt, I don't need to see in anything yeah. else anymore. I like that He's... him and Bella Ramsey have such a good rapport, just even afterwards. Like, they feel like they're really good friends, and I, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I... I I can't. I wish it was a Sunday again because I want to watch more. I, I want to watch more, but uh, we'll see. I'm glad we'll it's see. coming out weekly, so that way we don't just like we're like now we have to wait so long. But also, it's hard weekly. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard with the show. Yeah, yeah, but that's it for Geeks with Kids. Thank you, Britt. Thank you, Hawk, for coming on and talking about this amazing show and this amazing game. Oh man, um, yes. we'll be back in two weeks, and we're gonna be talking about Vox Machina because that's gonna be done by yeah! then. Another amazing show based on a game with a <laughs> ashley again so Ashley's 
So queen. I'm looking forward to talking about that with you guys because it's been so good. If you haven't watched the show, go watch it right now. Um, Looks like leaving. <laughs> thank you guys out there. Thank you guys over here for for listening to us, watching with us, and talking to me about this awesome stuff. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Good night. Have a good night. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.